Yar, the audio quality of the following episode be garbage. Ye be warned. Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo. We know that you have a lot of options out there when it comes to Magento hosting, but we want you to give Mage Mojo a try. Not only do they have the fastest SLA at 15 minute response time in the entire industry, but they will also pay to get you back on your old host if you don't like it. We want to give you this special offer, and you can get the code to get that special offer in the middle of the show. Thanks to Mage Mojo for their continued support of Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Turn2. When you get more content and different kinds of content, you'll have happier shoppers. Go beyond basic product reviews and customer content with Turn2. Learn more at turn2networks.com slash magetalk. Magetalk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Finding a good Magento developer just got a whole lot easier. Visit them online at commercehero.io. So the TechCrunch, uh, the TechCrunch, uh, Shenzhen uh, Hackathon, that's the, uh, that's the exciting thing for you. So, yeah, I mean, this is interesting because um, all of a sudden I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing these, screen, uh, these tweets of pictures of uh, this, you know, kind of really impressive looking hackathon with the TechCrunch logo slapped all over it. Yep. You know, it looked like something very yep. kind of Silicon Valley-esque. And, uh, yep. and then I'm seeing the Meet Magento Association um, uh, on there. And I'm like, oh, what? And I hadn't, you know... So it seemed like a really kind of impressive hackathon, but I hadn't heard anything about it. You know, usually we we become aware of these types of things uh, in the circles that we run in, but I hadn't heard anything. So I'm like, oh, what is this? Like, what is this thing all about? And uh, and so uh, what, what's his name? Tom, uh, Thomas Goletz tweeted about it, yeah. and um, so I was checking it out. <laughs> boy, boy and, did he ever! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. Um, but so it's interesting. It's like it's like the hackathon was like, and then it's funny because we tweeted out like to the um, organization that I guess was. So I think Meet Magento Association was actually a sponsor of the of the hackathon. Right. And right. Ben and Ben was there. Ben Marks was there representing. Uh, Max was so there was a few people from the Magento team there representing um but so yeah so it's interesting so then I, i'm trying to see here the organization that was organizing it is like tech something oh here we go tech node tech node china um was like i was like i was like oh super interesting any blog post available with more details and then they posted one up and the title of the article was Hacking Blockchain, Bike Rental, and Robotics at the TechCrunch Shenzhen Hackathon. So Magento wasn't mentioned in, in that article at all. Um, sure. Right. So Cause, I guess... Because building Magento uh, integration to uh, whatever it was, I forget what it was that they built, uh, doesn't sound so sexy in, in uh, tech press, I'm sure. Um, I guess, yeah. There was... Yeah, a bunch. There was some robotic stuff in there, and uh, I'm waiting for this page to load. Um, yeah, I, I, I got call. I got to call one thing out though that I, I'm like infinitely frustrated with is uh, some somehow completely without any context and zero context. Uh, Thomas Goletz, who's the president of uh, the Meet Magento Association. Uh, and longtime, you know, figure in the Magento uh, uh, European community, 
Um, you know, he's he's basically railing on Magento for sending, you know, for sending people to the 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 hackathon and not and not, you know, somehow investing in the Chinese uh, locals uh, wanting to learn Magento or something to that effect. Could you could you decipher that at all? Do you do you have any background or do you understand that that I, rant at all? I didn't. I was trying to. He had a couple of exchanges, semi-heated exchanges uh, with a, a few people in that thread, and I was trying to understand <clears throat> uh, what he meant by that. Um, you know, what he said was. Uh, oh, it looks like the tweet has since been deleted. Okay, well that sort of makes oh. sense. Um, but at, at any rate, yeah. he seemed he seemed. Yeah, to be we're necroing that tweet, Thomas. <laughs> he seemed to be expressing some frustration with the level of engagement that the community had with China or Chinese developers related to. I'm assuming there must there's got to be a backstory there. Like maybe you know they promoted this hackathon, tried to get people involved, and, like, nobody came, uh, you know, other than, like, the yeah. official people. With, that's, I mean, that's the only thing I can imagine, but we, uh, we have no right. information. We're just, we're just, uh, we're just shooting from the hip. Um, well, let me, let me, let me put something out there. You and I are pretty engaged in the Magento space, wouldn't you say? I would say so. I mean, like, we, you and I, you and I should know about stuff like this that's happening. I would think, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I was kind of like, I was surprised I hadn't heard about it. Never heard about, never heard a word about this event. Then beyond that, uh, never mind that. Magento, uh, there's a Magento calendar uh, that's maintained by, I think, the Meet Magento Association. That's a GCal, Google Calendar. This event, not on that calendar, was not on that mm-hmm. calendar for this week. Completely not on that calendar. And and beyond that, one last thing, this is coming from the president of an association who, like, completely uh, uh, canceled an event called Meet Magento World without even announcing it and let the site go completely dark. So as far as I'm concerned, it's like there's, there's an immense amount of – like there's a lot of yeah there's it's it's a it's a frustrating thing to hear someone like frustrated on twitter for lack of involvement or lack of engagement when they're you know when they're when when the meet magento association themselves are sort of failing in the engagement department so that's a that's just one of those things where it's like you know you guys got to know your audience you got to understand your audience Meet Magento World has was rescheduled once and then stealth canceled once, and and nobody knew anything about it, and that's a that's a problem. Like if something like that happens, you can't you can't go around emailing it just to your members. You have to tweet people. Like you have to get it out on in in the media somehow, social media, like do something to advertise. You know, I, I, I can't imagine that they, there's anything malicious happening here. It's just a lack of understanding of where your audience is. And, yeah. and yeah, you know, like, that's that's the... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, hard, it's hard, yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell what's going on. I, 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 based yeah. on the... And I don't mean this to be an... 
Yeah, this is not an attack in any way on Meet Magento Association, but, you know, I, I could sense similar frustration in Sweden at Meet Magento Sweden, which I haven't given a full detailed report on yet, but, you know, I'm sure we'll do that uh, here soon. But, but you know, the Meet Magento Association, uh, they're, they're, it's not like they're beating the pavement trying to get people to come to, you know, regional events. You know, you pay into the association to have the privilege of using the name on your event, and it's all up to you. And so it's not like Meet Magento is 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 providing additional benefit on top of it to 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 make those events a success. I, I think Meet Magento Association doesn't know how to do that, and they're having trouble doing it even for themselves. Now, evidence through this hackathon. Now, evidence through Meet Magento World having you know obviously less than stellar uh, uptake on, on ticket sales. So I, I, I find it interesting. I'm, I'm curious, you know, if maybe we can get somebody uh, it was from a the very, on the show. Yeah, it was a very interesting uh, series of tweets. But, um, but I mean, the hackathon itself, um, it would be cool to hear more about that from, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm waiting to see a blog post or something from magento.com on, on that. Um, it was cool to see some people there uh, representing. It looks like um, one of the one of the things that won one of the awards at the hackathon was a complex uh, configurable product uh, extension yeah, that was yeah, built yeah. by Easy Key. I think is the name of the company or the name of the award or the name of something. Um, right. Or the name of the extension. Um, so that was cool. Right. Um, really interesting combination of things with. Um, you know, robotics and uh, lots of interesting kind of new tech and then with some Magento stuff in there and obviously out there in China, you know, kind of, uh, ex- you know, with the, with the expansion into Asia. Um, I mean, I will say, you know, with all the, ha- with all the different meetups that there are and, and uh, uh, Magento events throughout the world, you don't hear about really any events in, in, uh, in Asia, or at least not, not that I can, uh, well, there was the one in, uh, in Vietnam, there was the one in Vietnam, sure. but you, you know, you never yeah, hear about anything now. Right. You never hear yeah. about anything in China really. So hopefully, you know, that'll be the next one to, to pop up is Meet Magento. Uh, is there a Meet Magento China? I know there was that event. Yeah, that, there has been. There has I know there's been one at least something like that. Um, I know if not it's been announced and I and I'm and I'm you know misremembering. Uh I do know that uh Mage Fuji or something like that has uh is is in its second year. It's a Meet Magento uh uh, uh event in Japan. Uh uh Hirokazu has uh, who's a Magento master. Uh Hirokazu Nishi uh has definitely uh, been part of creating that uh and, and fostering that event. Um so I definitely think that that you know uh, there are events happening there. Also, small correction: uh, we mentioned on a prior podcast that Meet Magento uh, or Magento Live India, I should say, Magento Live India, uh, you know, is one of those events that you know may have been a response to the Gordon report. In actuality, uh, correction from Sherry Rohde, it was uh, started planning very, very uh, early on, but the uh, marketing effort didn't spin up until, uh, you know, eight weeks out. So that might've right. been part of, you know, just a misunderstanding of timing. Um, but you know, they had been trying to get there for some time. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely some focus from Magento in that region for sure. 
Yeah, so actually just I found a blog post. It was published June 6, uh, 2017 on the Meet Magento Association uh, website. Um, and they they announced it here. So, uh, you know, opening, uh, today we can announce our first three steps in the Chinese market. Number one, opening of the MMA uh, office. It's not a mixed martial arts, it's a meat and gent association office in Shenzhen. So I guess they, they op- they're opening an office there in August 2017. Meet Magento gotcha. China Shenzhen edition 2017 at the end of August. Okay, so I guess that is sort of the first Meet Magento China in Shenzhen in, in August 2017. And then, of course, the hackathon on June 17th and 18th in Shenzhen. And there's kind of a little bit of a write-up on it. So, yeah, maybe they just sort of got the word out a little bit on the late side and it wasn't you know yeah and not too many people were aware of it but um yeah yeah, cool. yeah yeah interesting well I, I find that really uh i find that really fascinating I, th- I think it's you know it is a massive emerging market in the world um you know definitely an, an incredible first world economy that's coming out of china and and uh and a lot of the retail e-commerce uh, innovation is happening in china right now so um, I'm hoping, you know, we can see Magento uh, begin to make some headway there. Um, one of the things that I felt like was really interesting, Ben Marks pointed out uh, in his uh, Meet Magento Sweden keynote, uh, was he, he happened to uh, say that there's, there's a lot of people who have been pioneering e-commerce on Magento in China for some time, but there's a lot of things that are sort of core to the Magento platform that are antithetical to the way that uh, the Chinese do uh, e-commerce. Um, so, like, requiring an email address for registration is sort of a foreign thing because most people don't use email. Uh, most people, you know, use a phone number for a text message for that right. sort of thing. So it's kind of a it's – a, it's a completely different way of – you know, it's a very westernized platform and, and, uh, and one that Magento is – you know, something Magento is going to have to overcome to be successful in, in that uh, – in that, in that region. Right, 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 right. Well, by the way, another another thing we um, – I actually want to give a plug to the Future Commerce podcast because uh, I caught the episode you guys released the other day on the on the Amazon acquisition of Whole Foods. And uh, it was good. It was interesting. You guys did a good rundown. Oh, thank you. But, um, yeah, man. What's, yeah, what's, and, what's your take on that? I, I, I know you wanted to talk about that, and I – I don't know if you've put that content out anywhere, but um, you know, I, I, I'm interested to hear your take on uh, Amazon, you know, stepping into brick and mortar. I mean, I didn't have any. I, I didn't really have any. Um, I think insights beyond you know all the stuff that you guys talked about, or some of the some of the things I've I've seen online. It's just really fascinating. I mean, I'm trying to think. When's the last time a grocery store was acquired? Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's been acquisitions of, like, I don't know, like, Vons acquires Albertsons because Albertsons is, like, going out of business or something like that. Sure. I'm sure there's been some. Yeah, else, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. has there ever been an acquisition, like, of a grocery store that was, like, based on, you know, like, future growth potential? Like, not based on the grocery store dying, but based on, like, future growth potential. I mean, obviously, there's never been an acquisition of a, of a grocery store by... By an eco, by a by a massive tech company, that's that's for sure. Um, but even just any acquisition at all, I mean, it's just so uh, 
so fascinating. And and you guys talked about how you know they've got this all this prime real estate, all of the Whole Foods markets, right. great you know uh, neighborhoods, um, prime neighborhoods, and uh, and so you know just the possibilities to launch Amazon Go. You know, to turn those all into Amazon. I don't know if you guys talked about that, but I mean, essentially, they're going to turn those all into Amazon Go stores, right? Mage Talk is brought to you by Mage Mojo, a 360-degree customer support Magento hosting company. 360-degree customer support means every facet of your store is under support when you're at Mage Mojo. That's everything from the performance of your store to code level support in the Magento core, and even patches will be applied by Mage Mojo on your behalf without your having to worry about a single thing. They have the fastest SLA in the entire Magento hosting realm, and they'll even give you money to switch back to your old host if you don't like them. I want you to try them out today at magemojo.com. That's M-A-G-E-M-O-J-O.com slash magetalk for a special offer. Magetalk is brought to you by Turn2. Turn2 customers know the power of user-generated content. You can more than double the product reviews that you're getting today with Turn2. They provide rich customer interaction, Q&A, ratings and reviews, and much, much more. Extensions are available from both Magento 1 and 2, as well as a host of other platforms. Find out more today at turn2networks.com slash magetalk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Commerce Hero. Have you ever had trouble finding a Magento developer, whether hiring in-house, looking for a freelancer, or trying to find an agency? We're solving exactly that problem by building a database of developers and agencies with rich profiles, including tags to indicate their specialties, projects they've worked on, endorsements from other developers, and ratings on work that's been completed. If you're interested in that, sign up for free at commercehero.io. Well, I mean, that's the, they haven't said, but I, I'm, I think it's the logical play. Amazon Go being, you know, a pilot store that was like essentially a, you know, a direct competitor to Whole Foods, but with a tech layer, a tech component, you know, layered on top of it. The thing is, is that it had nowhere near the, the, the square footage that Whole Foods would. So it was very small in comparison. Uh, this is definitely the next level. And I would say Amazon would have a real big challenge trying to Amazon to, to, to implement a retrofit Amazon Go to all of the stores. You know, there's just a tremendous, you, you, it's a much harder thing to do what they were doing with Go at, in a very, very, very large store like a Whole Foods with massive numbers of SKUs. It's a little bit less challenging to, to do it in a smaller bodega style store with, you know, a limited number of brands uh, and a limited number of, you know, fresh goods. Um, so I think that there, there will be some challenges, but I think it definitely fits into their play. Um, yeah, I find, I find that interesting. Thank you for the shout out. You know, it's a, um, it's, it was interesting. I, I think you and I both have realized, you know, there's a necessity for having timely content and content yeah. that's like, you know, you know, right same day kind of analysis of, yeah things totally. that are happening i think we're trying we're trying to push the envelope and figure out how we can get that kind of content out you know faster yeah no 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 it's it's yeah it's great it's tough to get it out but but it does make it super interesting you know it's funny uh, the i mean the other angle on this of course is people worrying about jobs being replaced by robots and 
and um, that kind of a thing. And probably the Whole Foods workers aren't too pumped about this, which is understandable. Um, I was this morning. I was driving by a uh, I was driving by a car wash, and you know one of these express automated car washes. And, you know, I mean, you see these all over the place. And, it, and I, I don't know when those came out. It must have been 10, 20, 30 years ago when they started taking over. But it occurred to me, like, right. did everybody must have completely freaked out when the automated car washes first came out, right? Oh, sure. Like replacing, yeah. replacing all these car wash jobs. And I, I was just thinking to myself, like, nobody, nobody thinks about that now. You just don't, like, nobody, you just don't care about it. You know, it's just so... Um, it's just so normal, you know what I mean? And and those, I mean, they must have come out, I'd imagine, 20 years ago, 10, 20 years ago. Um, so anyway, that just kind of that just kind of occurred to me. That's, a, that's people, a phenomenal point. That's yeah, that's a phenomenal point. Um, you know, in fact, I, I I would almost say that you 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 actually you touched on something there that blows my mind that. I've also thought about, which is how do car washes even stay in business? Because those, those, <laughs> those, uh, those, have, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars to own and, and to, uh, and to service over a long period of time. And they have to, you have to have, it has to be a tremendously profitable business. I mean, uh, I mean, water and wastewater, all of those sort of things are challenging chemicals, those, those are all things that I think are challenging. Plus there's manual labor for, you know, all of the additional services. So there's, there's gotta be some, some, uh, real heavy cost. Uh, you know, most of the, they're not like in a strip mall, you know, there's freestanding buildings for the most part and their insurance, you know, has to be insanely sky high. So it can't, it can't be a cheap affair running a car wash, but somehow they found a way to make that, you know, a really good business model. Um, and so I think what, what you've, you've actually kind of hit on is that maybe Amazon isn't trying to implement the go approach in stores, but maybe it's more about Amazon fresh where it's home delivery or pull your car up and have your, you know, have your delivery ready to go put into your trunk by a, by a service worker. Those are definitely things that I think Amazon could execute on very, very quickly. And wouldn't it wouldn't displace workforce, at least not immediately. Um, it would just provide additional service and benefit for the consumer. So it's it's a it's a very high possibility that that's the immediate play. But I, I see where you're going with that. You can get really yeah, I, I, yeah. I wonder how we actually. It's, it's funny. I heard you on the pod on your podcast saying you're not in an Amazon Fresh market, and uh, yeah. I felt bad. I felt bad for you because we we actually just recently started using it. Um, uh, oh wow! A few, yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. So it's it's really cool. I mean, it's amazing. Like the the packaging is they they have dry ice in there for anything that's frozen, and a bunch of ice, and the the the, uh, the boxes that they deliver in are 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 really nice. And uh, they just deliver it. Oh wow! In an apartment, and so they deliver it right to your door. And uh, it's it's cool, man. The fruit has been really really fresh and and good. You know, it's not like they're delivering you some janky stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you have a problem with the order, you report, you know, issues, they give you refunds or partial refunds. And, um, our first order, we actually got a whole extra box full, like they duplicated like a whole box full of stuff. 
And I was like, I was suspecting they might do that on purpose just to get you like completely hooked. Uh, so we got a whole right. box full of stuff for free. Um, but, uh, but it's interesting. And, and one of the things I wonder is whether, um, on the, on the back end when they're packing and p- picking and packing, how automated that is. Like I was wondering if they, you know, when you talk about Amazon go where people can, you know, type to, you know, they have all the machine vision for you to take stuff off. I wonder if they, if they have essentially the same technology or even more automated technology to, to pack the, the fresh orders is what I was wondering. I can't sure imagine Amazon, if, if Amazon fresh is, it's, is, is its own freestanding thing. I, I would have to imagine that they're going to apply the same sort of, you know, order fulfillment technology that they use in their warehouses that is their differentiator there has to be applied in, in, in Amazon fresh as well. But, you know, why would Amazon be building uh standalone warehouses that, uh, you know, are neighborhood centric to do this? It's, I think for me, it, it, this is just an additional layer of functionality that they've built into their existing distribution centers. So it's probably, not only just a duplicate of the technology, it's probably literally the exact same building that, you know, your other Amazon orders are being fulfilled out of. I heard a few people speculate that, that it would, they'd essentially turn the Whole Foods into the warehouses, which uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because, I mean, the, the value of those, of the, of the Whole Foods stores is really that, that prime real estate for, for retail. So it's, it's hard. Well, I mean, it's I'm a few sure. things. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, part I'm of it, sure. right? They're, but it, yeah, it has to be their supply chain too, right? Their agreements with, you know, they're, they're, they already have agreements with, with farms and, and farmers and, and, uh, and, and, you know, they, they've got all those agreements in place for sourcing the food, which I think right. is the harder part, right? If, they, if Amazon, which is, you know, has a $493 billion market cap, if they wanted to go buy up, you know, 500, uh, freestanding buildings in the United States, they could do it. It's it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like they couldn't buy up real estate. Amazon owns a lot of real estate already in their in their distribution centers. I think it's more, I think it's it's more about the things that would be harder to do. It's like establishing agreements with, you know, for supply chain and and, and actually, you know, having having a, a consumer brand that already has some trust. I think that, uh, you know, those are the harder things. Plus, they're they're extremely. You're right though. The warehouse play is an interesting thought because, but they're they're sort of very strategically located. The retail space is not the distribution center, right? The distribution center is probably located to service where the retail space are, re- retail spaces are. But the retail spaces are in are in very affluent and heavily gentrified areas. That's that's right. the that's the you say gentrified. We're gonna have to edit that. I out. said gentrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, that, what's what's your? Are you a Whole Foods shopper? Um, you know, I'm not really. My my wife has much better taste than I do in food in general, so she kind of helps us to to kind of skew upward. I'd be eating at Seven Eleven uh, every day if it was up to me. So my wife is into like Sprouts, <laughs> buys organic, and sometimes we'll go to Whole Foods. Um, but not too, uh, not too regularly. They also have, I mean, great, fre- um, 
you know, hot food and, 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 and a whole, you know, cafeteria, yeah. uh, situation, yep. um, yeah, which got me thinking, like you're talking about, you know, they have these large stores and big fresh produce sections and that kind of thing. And how would they kind of Amazon go that whole scenario? And actually I'm thinking yeah. probably they, what you do is you take a part of the store, uh, you Amazon go it. And then you have a part of it that's, um, you know, you have a part of it that's, you know, more manual. And then you just, auto, and then you just automat, auto, auto, automatize, automate, automate, <laughs> and then you just automate more and more of the manual stuff as you go, right? Like pretty soon you can just Amazon go like a, a head of lettuce and like seven tomatoes. But initially, they just break that off to like the, a manual section of the store. Maybe that's how they do it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, having a having a piece of the store, potentially even with a separate entrance or something, that is the Go brand, you know, with uh, with the popular and mid range items, right? And then everything else for full selection, you just walk straight through, you know, into the bigger store, and you can shop right. normally there. That'd be an interesting concept, right? Um, and definitely yeah. one that I think I'd be really, really keen to to kind of check out. It's it's interesting. I would love to see Amazon uh, uh, apply the kind of data and learning that they that they're obviously you know known for in uh, in the digital retail space uh, to apply to an in-store experience. I've I've not had the occasion to go to an Amazon bookstore, a brick and mortar bookstore that they operate like up in the Pacific Northwest, but I'd love to check it out one day. I, no, I, I haven't that, either. That sounds you cool. know, I, it, pro- it probably is a, a, a different experience to what you're used to. Um, yeah. How do you think that um, uh, merchants that are smaller than Amazon uh, can, can, uh, can, I don't know, could apply? Um, I mean, obviously, they can't acquire Whole Foods. Um, but how could they apply, uh, apply these types of market dynamics or um, this type of a strategy at a smaller scale? Is there anything that merchants smaller than Amazon, i.e. the rest of the world, uh, could, could take away from this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What could they possibly do? I mean – no, not necessarily. I, to compete, I have not no to compete with them, but what is there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that they could do along these lines. Well, I do think that there are some. You know, if 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 part of your if part of your strategy is having uh, digital commerce alongside brick and mortar commerce, then I think that there's some expectations your customers will have of you, like buy online, you know, pick up in store. So, or click and collect or BOPIS, whatever people are calling it these days, you know, like that, that might be an expectation. And if you're, if you're running your own e-commerce, um, there are plenty of people that are running Magento today that are able to fulfill on that. Um, Magento is trying to make it easier with Magento Commerce Order Manager to, as a separate product to, to provide that facility uh, with integration to point of sale um, and, and, and warehouse management. And, and that enables a lot of other really cool things like, you know, ship from store so that you have broader product selection and sort of like instant distribution center closest to your closest to your customer, which means probably cheaper shipping costs for you and faster shipping times for them. Um, so lots of really interesting and cool stuff in the Magento space that, that you know, could potentially be uh, uh, available for smaller and mid-tier uh, clients. Um, there are people that are running their own, you know, digital commerce on Magento. 
Um, but as far as like what what Amazon has done here, I, you know, I don't think that there's a grocery chain that actually can compete with Whole Foods in general. So they're they were already a titan in their particular niche of their market. Um, you know, six dollar asparagus water notwithstanding, consumers definitely, you know. Consumers definitely identified with the whole, the whole Foods brand and trusted Whole Foods to sort of give them a place to shop where they wouldn't have to check every label and every ingredient. And it was sort of a you know, it was sort of a safe space for them to 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 trust the brand to be looking out for them. I don't yeah. know that you can say that about Amazon in general. I don't know that you can say that you feel like Amazon is looking out for you in everything that you do. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a different sentiment with Amazon. So I don't know. I think that both of the companies are going to have to have some culture exchange to, to both benefit from it. And I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be some rough road ahead for Whole Foods. One thing that I think will be a good thing is that Whole Foods, depending on how the stock acquisition goes, Whole Foods isn't going to have to compete uh, uh, for, you know, better, better and better and better and better uh, profits per quarter because Amazon has already trained the markets not to worry about profits uh, for 20 years now. So, yeah. you know, they can continue ahead with a, an innovative strategy without having to worry about making money. And that is powerful because there's no other brand that can compete with that. And I think that mm. might be the final word. That's you know? a really interesting. That's a really interesting point. I mean, all the technology. I mean, even if there was no technology added into the stores or nothing, just purely the yep. fact that they can run their profit margins into the ground uh, yep. is, a, is an interesting competitive advantage. Um, yep. Yeah. You know what's funny, and that you know what's interesting is I is it's like you're talking about their cultures mixing. I don't know too much about Whole Foods culture or even Amazon, but it's hard to imagine two cultures that are di- are could be more different. I mean, oh yeah, just 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 based on what I'd imagine. Oh, you got the hard driving Amazon techies, and you've got the like, you know, like like chilled out, you know, like maxing and relaxing yeah. Whole Foods people. Uh, it's what see, what I what seems weird to me is they should have acquired Trader Joe's. Uh, I I'd almost be willing to bet that they made the offer to Trader Joe's first and got turned down because, like, when you look at like Trader Joe's seems like it'd be a better fit in terms yeah, I of agree. like price point, yep. right? Because like Trader Joe's yep. is much more like Whole Foods is like way different. I mean, total premium prices as compared to like it, Trader Joe's feel like it'd be a much and it's much more like the every man that every man and every woman that sure. goes to Trader Joe's, right? So that seems like it might even be a more a more logical. So I'd be willing to bet that they made an offer and got got shot down. Who's who's to say they didn't? They're not going to buy both and consolidate <laughs> brands. Like I, I I I wouldn't put anything past Amazon at this point. Like they, it's kind of insane. In fact, you know, we what we actually might see. Uh, is uh, Walmart acquiring Trader Joe's just to be competitive? Like Walmart mm. already has its own, you know. Walmart already has and completely owns supermarkets in in North America. Um, most people shop at Walmart for their groceries. You know, if you take region out of out of the factor, the 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 biggest grocery chain in in North America is Walmart. So I think, you know. It could be that, you know, and Walmart's been acquiring high-end vertically integrated brands. Um, and Trader Joe's is almost entirely, you know, self-branded products. Um, so, and, and they control, 
you know, they control it. They have a, a huge following. Could be interesting there too as well. Um, but I, I think, you know, Amazon has a long way to go and Whole Foods certainly before they, before they think that they're competitive in the, in the entire grocery space and, and, and actually taking a bite out of the larger grocery players. I think, you know, that the Whole Foods consumer was an entirely different consumer from anybody else and possibly, you know, and possibly hasn't actually hurt anything. It's probably been additive to, to total uh, economic uh, driver because most people that shop at Whole Foods probably weren't typical grocery shoppers to begin with because right. the typical grocery shopper is probably cost conscious and, and not so health conscious. Totally. Um, totally. And so, you know, thinking of it in that way uh, is, yeah, potentially, potentially there's the, the possibility of capturing an even larger uh, or, or converting their prime shoppers into more avid local grocery shoppers and moving away from prime pantry and things like that, where it's just, you know, uh, you know, potentially, you know, capturing even more revenue from existing customers who now identify with a Whole Foods brand based on its, you know, its, its ownership by its parent company. But I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, Lots of possibilities, but uh, it'll be. That was a great chat. Wow. Sure. Amazon Funk, we did it. Well, th this is our uh, this is our first uh, stab at using Anchor, the Anchor.fm app, and uh, if we continue using it, it has some neat features where, as a as a listener, you can call in and and record some audio, which we can play on the show. So we're just playing with this. Hopefully, it'll uh, it'll work out, um, and I'm yeah. sure we'll also publish it to the podcast feed. Um, but yeah, that was that's, I think that's a wrap. A little quick mini episode. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, check us out. Be sure to post a five-star on iTunes, and uh, shoot us a tweet at Mage Talk. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next week, be yeah. Adios. great. Adios. <laughs>